welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start with Jennifer Takagi. I'm Jennifer, a former climber of the corporate and government ladders turned leadership development entrepreneur. I'm a leadership coach helping you transform your office from feeling like a prison cell into a playground where employees are energized, engaged, and eager to work. Stress is reduced. Productivity is increased. Communication is seamless because playgrounds are much more fun than cubicle cells. Leadership development might seem like hard work, but leadership done right helps you create the team of your dreams. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring message to pave the way to your successful journey into a leadership role. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get started. Jennifer Takagi with New Manager Media, and I'm so honored today to have actually my web design guy, Tim Preby with TNS <laughs> um, Online Media. And I got to Tim actually through the Small Business Administration, and I said, I need a website. Where do I go? They sent me to Tim. He was local here in the Oklahoma City area. And uh, so that was a really good thing for me. And not only has he built one website for me, he's built two and helps maintain them and keep them going, which is great for me. And Tim is a public speaker, an author, a columnist. I have multiple of his books and the owner of TNS Online Marketing. And he's been building websites and working on websites since 1997. And he assists clients with online marketing, websites, social media, email, online. And Tim has his own team that he has to manage. And I asked him today to share some of his insights on leading a team and being a manager. So, Tim, I'll turn it over to you. All right. Well, it, it has been, I think, just over 10 years since I hired my first employee. I uh, was actually still doing this on the side um, when I brought on a programmer. <clears throat> and so my background actually is programming, but I had a project at the time that was so big that I needed another programmer. And so pulled him in, had no experience whatsoever, um, really managing people, uh, being a leader, none of that. And so uh, brought my first employee on and for, for a while actually added, um, I think every four to five months I was adding another employee. And so we peaked a while back. Oh, it's probably been... <clears throat> I think about six years ago, six, seven years ago, we peaked at nine employees uh, or nine uh, team, including me, um, and now we're at four right now. And so I uh, have definitely learned a lot over the years about managing and leading a team, which, by the way, turns out are not always the same thing. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I kind of started from nothing uh, when I added that first employee. Um, after a while, I thought, hey, maybe this is something I should educate myself on. So I started reading a lot about uh, leadership and, and management and that sort of thing. And I still uh, do that to this day, both read and even attend uh, workshops and classes um, as well on, on uh, leadership and management specifically, and then on you know, communication in general as well. And I know that's a lot of what, uh, a lot of what you teach in your day job, one of the websites we made for you, Jennifer. And so uh, I think, uh, you know, a huge key, um, as it turns out to all of life, but specifically to managing and leading, um, is really just good communication. 
And so, Jennifer, I know you're a big fan of the uh, DISC uh, assessments and styles and using that to communicate. And so we actually do a big uh, – we do – a good job of using that to a, a large degree in our business, both with how we communicate with our clients um, and how we communicate internally as a team. So we've had, uh, we've all had disc assessments done. We talk about it frequently. It's just part of our culture. Um, and then we also have our uh, best guess for our clients uh, disc styles uh, documented as well. And so that's real helpful. I mean, honestly, that's when I first talk to a potential client, that's one of the first things I do is try to uh, identify their disc style. Um, and then if they do end up working with us, pass that information on to my team as well. And so we found that to be, we found that to be hugely beneficial, both in, with internal communication and um, external communication as well. Um, and so that's definitely, definitely a big key of, of um, continually educating ourselves and improving and having a system for um, that portion of communication has been huge for us. And DISC is a behavioral profile um, assessment, just for those of you who may not be familiar with it. And there are four main categories, and it's behavior that other people recognize like they other people will say this about you it's not a personality profile there's nothing good there's nothing bad but I like to say when I'm doing training courses even when disc isn't part of it if you have a boss who wants all the tedious details just give him the details and quit fighting them right but if you're the boss asking for the tedious details consider do you really need those tedious details right. for the overview Sometimes it's critical and other times it's not. So just a little uh, hint of a background there, but that communication is key. So uh, if I can ask, I have very solid opinions on leading versus managing. Uh -huh. So why don't you share some of your ideas on how those are different? <laughs> sure, I'd be happy to. Or the and same. I, <laughs> and, and I will. I will say that I feel like I have the most improvement uh, opportunities from the leadership category. Um, but um, so I can. I, I've my management style is much more well thought out, I guess. I have, I have a pretty strong management philosophies. I have some leadership philosophies as well, but um, from a management standpoint, there are a few key things that I think are, at least for me, work really well or wouldn't work really well if I were to do them. And so um, I'm going to talk a little bit in extremes just because I know uh, for me, what would be considered good is not necessarily the same thing for someone else, for example, or meaning I have tendencies I have to overcome. Um, other people's tendencies are definitely different. So specific things I've done would not work for someone that doesn't have the same issue I do. Right. So one area is um, avoiding micromanagement. Um, and so we've found that, you know, documenting our processes is extremely beneficial. But um, the whole purpose of that is so that you don't have to get in there and direct your employees one thing at a time. It's also good. To, uh, we found it's good to help the team uh, be involved in the documentation, updating it when appropriate, telling us when it's out of date, that sort of thing. So really letting us know using it and utilizing it, but, uh, but being involved in the updating process as well. And I know some people – 
for example, when they, when stress levels are high, will kind of clamp down and be even more likely to micromanage. I suffer from the opposite issue, which is um, if stress is high, I am going to forget to inspect what I expect. So for me, that has been huge in that, yes, I trust, trusting your people does not mean you never double check their work. Right. That's that's two completely different things. Trusting your people um, has to do with not micromanaging, being a responsible manager uh, and in my case, owner of the company means that you need to inspect what you expect. You need to double check um, what your team is doing occasionally. Again, not every single time, maybe early on every single time. Right. When we have a writer that comes on board, we do a lot of writing, blogging social media for our clients. When we have a new writer that comes on board on our team, uh, the first couple of months we read everything. I mean, everything, I say she because most of them have been female, but everything that she writes, we're gonna double check the first couple of months. Um, and so after a year, same thing is not happening. Uh, my project manager does a little writing and she's been on our team just over, well, a year and a few months now. Um, sometimes her content for clients and for us goes out and I haven't even looked at it ahead of time. Does that mean I never look at it? No, absolutely not. I definitely am, am looking at that, reviewing it. Um, and absolutely the first couple, first couple of months she was writing anything, I was double checking. Um, and for me, that's been m more of my issue is if stress is high, there's less oversight meaning even basic things that you should be doing. Again, I like the inspect what you expect saying. Um, basic things that you should be doing don't happen. And that's that's what I suffer from. So I found that to be uh, hugely beneficial from a managerial standpoint. Now from a leadership standpoint, for me, it's a lot about communicating with my team, making sure that they know why we're doing the things we do. Um, it's giving them, it is giving them some feedback when they ask for feedback, but more so than that, it's being real clear on, this is what our organization stands for. These are things that are important to us and not doing these things maybe are important to us. Um, why that is, and then really demonstrating that uh, personally um, through, through an example. So one thing, speaking of an example, uh, so one thing that uh, is important to our company and, and as part of our company culture is a culture of giving back, helping charitable organizations, nonprofits, that sort of thing. Um, and so number one, we do kind of a formal, um, every other month we do a formal volunteer half day. Um, and so we, we give back in that way. But then I also am involved and have been involved in multiple organizations, do volunteering personally outside of the office as well. So whatever I can do to demonstrate, I mean, number one, that is important to me, but number two, to demonstrate that visibly to my team that, hey, this is something that I think is important and that, uh, that uh, at our organization is important as well. Um, and then another example is just literally uh, having fun, taking your work seriously, but not taking yourself too seriously. Um, and that's one of the things we like to say around here. And so we do a lot of different things to have fun. The, the months, the alternate months that we are not volunteering, we actually do fun Fridays where we go out as a team and do some mutually agreed upon uh, activity. 
And um, so just having fun in that way, taking breaks throughout the day on an ongoing basis as well. I mean, there's some of it's formal, some of it's informal. Um, but again, I try to try to demonstrate uh, that having fun is a good thing uh, myself as well. But I've, I've found through really through, through um, living the example of what I'm trying to communicate in our company um, is the best way, the best way to lead. You know, we're small, even at our peak, you know, a few years back when we had nine people on our team, not a lot of formal, there's like, there's no reason to send out a team newsletter that's just internal, you know, at that point, there's, there's certainly a lot of formal things that you see at larger organizations that we just don't, don't make sense at, at this, uh, at our size of organization. But I find just having a few formal things and then just demonstrating through examples. Um, and then it's part of the, obviously part of the hiring process as well. Um, is just kind of finding out what are the same things important to, um, from a leadership standpoint, are the same things in the company culture important to a potential new hire as they are to the people that we have on the team. And not that you want everyone to fit into, you know, a box by any means, uh, because you, you definitely want different things to be important to different people. There are I'm not going to say nonprofits I don't care about because that's not true, uh, but there are certainly ones that are lower on my list that would be higher on the list of people on my teams. And so that's important to me that there be some diversity there as well. Well, and I, I, I'm going to kind of put this out there because I think from what you said about your management style versus your leadership style, I heard someone simplify it. And when I do, I facilitate classes for the staff or for the state. And one of the several of the classes are on leadership and new management type courses. And I have a list. What are the tasks that a manager does and what are the tasks that a leader does? Because you can be in a management position and manage tasks really well, but you don't necessarily lead people well. And one of the participants in my class actually said, you manage tasks, you lead people. Mm. And without summarizing it like that, you kind of said that we have processes in place so that I manage what's going on, but then we have also the really good um, examples of we volunteer, we give back. And I love that you said that you actually set the example. You do volunteer activities on your own outside of work activities. And people forget, and I, I don't know how, but I've seen this a lot. The manager, the leader is the person that everybody looks to. And they're looking at them and they're deciding what behavior is acceptable and what behavior is not. And I had two people in our management team when I was still working with the federal government, they literally went to federal, federal prison because they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. And they were so arrogant and never entered their mind that their staff was watching them. Oh, wow. Your staff is watching and it's whether right. you're doing the right things or the wrong things they're watching and they're either going to mimic your behavior or turn you in one of the two. It's going to happen. It's totally going to happen. I love that. Okay. I'm sorry. I just had to jump in there. Sure. Go ahead. So what else? What's another lesson that you think has jumped out as you've managed your team and led your people? So I have like 
probably like any uh, business owner, manager, anyone involved in the hiring portion. I've, I, you know, I've, I've made a couple of bad hires. I think uh, last count we had had a total of 30 to 40 people over the last 15 years um, on our team. Um, and so for me, in general, a rule of thumb I go by is, um, number one, is it, is it character-based? Is it a core part of the person where we're having a problem or is it just some tasks not being done correctly? Um, if it's character-based, not much I can do about that. Let's get that person out quickly. There's, you know, there's always something you miss in, in interviews and um, a lot of times that's good stuff uh, that you just didn't know about and you find out about later, but sometimes it's, it's something that's a, a, a deeply rooted character flaw. Not that they couldn't <laughs> ever change it, um, but that you don't want them to change it on your, you know, payroll. Uh, you don't want to work on that. But um, tasks and doing things better is completely different. Now, there are still times when there is such the, the gap that's there between doing the task the way you need it done and the way they're currently doing it, the gap may be so big that you just don't have time to close it. Um, we have only, I think really only had that happen one time where that was the specific case of someone who in fact was an awesome culture fit, fantastic fit, enjoyed giving back. She already, she had a lot of volunteer experience. Um, she was a great person and just as an individual seemed to be of the highest ethics, but the quality of work, uh, we, she was working on something that basically had monthly deadlines and the work was just not there. Um, it was not even close to the quality we needed. Could we have worked with her over time and improved it? I'm confident we could have. But with monthly deadlines, we, we, you know, we already, so she, that was one of the rare cases where I think when you let a person go, it should never be a surprise to them. That was one of the very rare cases where we let that person go. And unfortunately it was a surprise to her just because we had to kind of nip it in the bud so quick. Um, and in fact, basically in, in a year long period, had to redo uh, one of our 12 deadlines, all the work for one of our 12 deadlines. And so that was unfortunate. Um, again, the, the, the individual person definitely had the capability to improve, but it was just from a business standpoint, we couldn't, you know, we didn't have, have the time. And that's something I know uh, you've probably read the book, Good to Great, where they talk about getting the right people on the bus and then finding seats for them. That can be a struggle in small organizations, right? The smaller you are, um, the more of a struggle that can be. What I have found is a lot of times we end up adjusting the organization maybe to fit the skill set of a specific person um, that we get in. And so we find that there are a, that they're a good match from a company culture standpoint. We think they're going to fit in well. They believe in giving back. Other things that are important to me as a leader are things that they believe in. Um, and then they have some task, some, some skill that we need to get some specific tasks done. And then what you find out over time is, oh, it turns out that's rarely the person's only skill, right? And so if it's something they're willing and able to do, um, there have definitely been times where we've expanded our services as an organization to fit specific skill sets that people had that are not why we hired them, but they're very willing to do that um, on the job. And so there's definitely, you know, there's, there's, uh, fortunately we've had more unexpected pleasant surprises than we've had unexpected unpleasant surprises. Um, 
I will say I have had an opposite example of the one I mentioned earlier where we got someone in where the actual tasks were being done fantastic. The person was just not a culture fit at all. Um, and uh, we figured that out. Uh, and fortunately, uh, she made the decision to uh, depart before, before we had to really start do, do anything drastic basically. Um, and so, uh, that was one case where it was just not on the surface. It looked like there was a good culture fit, but once, um, once she was on board and her role changed, we found out that the tasks were great, but the culture just wasn't great. And so that's pretty important too, to, uh, to, you know, see what, what, is the leader establishing, if that leader's you, then great, um, as the direction of the company, as the priorities of the company, as what's important, what's acceptable. Um, and then, um, boy, if, if you get someone in that's just not lining up and it's a value thing versus an actual task thing that you can't change people's values. It's like, it's the old proverb about, uh, don't, you know, don't marry, I'm sure I'm butchering this, but don't marry someone intending to change them, you know, be okay with who they are when you marry them. Uh, I think it's the same way with hiring someone um, from a value standpoint. Again, tasks are completely different, but from a value standpoint, I think it's important to hire someone that has, um, you know, we're not, we're not trying to create a homogenous environment, but has some of the same values, ethics, and, and hard, of, of hard work and quality work and that sort of thing and whatever's important to your, to your organization. Make sure you hire for that, number one, tasks number two. And even if we have the same values, that doesn't mean we're going to do things the same way right. or approach things the same way. So you still do get that um, diversity within the organization, but you do kind of have to have the same core values. And the smaller the business, it seems like the more critical that is. Absolutely. Because if somebody doesn't really fit in, you can't really ignore them. Right. <laughs> you can't walk by their desk and just keep going. That's definitely true. <laughs> the work is not going to get done. <laughs> awesome. Well, and I had one situation in, in my previous work experience where it was clear very early on this person was not going to fit in and, and they did not last very long, but we couldn't even get enough work out of them to determine if they had mm. the skill set because the whole value piece and the, um, oh, I'm going to say, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. It was not a fit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> totally not a fit. And that's hard. That's really hard because you got to do a lot of effort to try to uh, hire people. Right. So one big question that I love to ask people is when you look back over history and this can either be somebody in your personal life or just an iconic you know figure out there what leader do you look at and you say wow I I'm really impressed with them <laughs> or I would like to follow in that uh, path or footsteps somebody come to mind so I definitely I'm constantly examining uh, leaders, uh, both in recent history and further, further back. Um, I have yet to find ones where I really identified with the style and I liked the whole package, if that makes sense. <laughs> there are, there are elements there are elements of different leaders that I, that I definitely like. Um, you know, there are elements of um, Steve Jobs. 
that I like a lot. Um, he was very, uh, motivational, got people to do things, um, that they didn't even think they could do. Um, one of the, one of the sayings he had that really applies well in our industry, um, is real artists ship. Uh, meaning you could continue to work on something to perfection forever at a certain point it's got to go out or it's not going to do anyone any good um, and so so there's definitely some aspects of him I liked uh, and and but you know and I don't know if you've read how much you've read about him but he also uh, inspired terror uh, if you got in an elevator with him there was a decent chance you might be fired by the time you got off the elevator um, and so uh, even if you'd never met him one-on-one -on -one before uh, and so just just a lot of things about his leadership and management style that I didn't like now Ironically, now that I'm thinking about that, probably a lot of that was his managerial style and not his leadership style. Um, he also had what he called the, what they called the, I believe it was the reality distortion field, where he would go meet one-on-one -on -one with someone to discuss doing something or a deadline or whatever. And by the time he finished meeting with him, he, they were... Uh, they they were on board whatever they had talked about they're like yep we can do that we can hit that deadline we can do that task by then and then you know a week later they would be thinking what in the world was I thinking and so I don't know that that is a terribly effective way to manage maybe it was a good way to lead by inspiring people that way but actually managing with some of those skills uh was not good but they're definitely from a leadership leading an organization standpoint i mean he made some hard decisions when he came back to Apple after his time away. He severely cut their product lines, still got everyone motivated. I mean, it was a company basically on the verge of bankruptcy, and now they have, I believe, the most cash available of any company anywhere, um, and that's all uh, largely, obviously a huge team involved in that, but that's largely due to his leadership, not necessarily his management <laughs> style. Well, and when one of the things that leaders do is inspire people. So he'd get them around the table, he'd get them all inspired, and they'd say, yes, we can do that, and we can do it in a month, and it's all going to happen. But then, because he had no management skills, they couldn't go back and say, it's not going to be a month. You know, it's going to be longer, because right. he, he could, that didn't fit with his vision at all. And that's, like you say, when you got fired on the elevator. Yep. <laughs> so... Because pretty much, we're not going to find very many people that, um, for us personally, are going to be an exact fit across right. the board, right? So we take the things from this person and that person. But one thing that I think new leaders need to do is look at those attributes that they really appreciate about someone and figure out how they can bring that into their style when they're managing people. Sure. Yeah. I love that. But Steve Jobs. Yeah. I, I heard someone say, if I had known that much about him, I would have never bought an Apple product, <laughs> <laughs> but he kind of pushed the other companies to do better too. That's so, true. Yep. Um, a lot of good with the bad. Yes, yeah, for sure. Okay. Love it. What else? Oh, he's the one that stands out the most from a leadership standpoint. Um, I think there are leaders. There are leaders that definitely have affected 
big change that I just don't know as much about, partially because they're historical. Um, obviously, there was a lot of good that Abraham Lincoln uh, did during his time uh, as president. Um, so I, I admire some of the things he accomplished, uh, but that may, you know, it, it's it's hard when enough time has passed, and that time's even passing with, you know, Steve Jobs too. But when enough time has passed, it's, it's, it becomes more challenging to say what was leadership and what was uh, what was management, I think. So, because um, it becomes, becomes so historical. Right, which exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, he's, he's, I, there are, I've read some about, um, Rockefeller. That's interesting. Um, he would, of course there, you know, he's the reason that antitrust laws exist basically, uh, nowadays. And so, um, uh, it is, uh, it's difficult to view what he was doing without putting our modern perceptions on that. But after he would drive someone out of business, uh, most of the time he would turn around and hire them to work uh, for his company. And so he seemed to simultaneously uh, be a ruthless business person and still treat human beings uh, appropriately. Um, and so I'm not saying I necessarily admire the ruthless business person part, uh, but the fact that he would treat human beings as, as real people and understand that it is more than just business um, is definitely something I uh, admire about him. From a logistics standpoint, again, I don't know if this is management or leadership, but um, he would, he, he did see ways to improve all the pieces of the puzzle and and again, because the antitrust laws were not in place, got involved uh, in a lot of that. So that's uh, in some ways, um, at, at least taking ownership of things that other people might say, well, that's not my problem. There's nothing I can do about that um, is definitely something I admired. Now, again, the way he actually went about it is different, uh, but, uh, uh, but definitely taking ownership. So for me, those are the two big qualities I liked about him, that, that he treated people uh, as people, even after driving them out of, out of business. Um, and then that he, he saw the kind of the big picture, didn't take excuses from himself or, uh, other people for getting, getting the right thing done. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you've given us an awful lot to think of today and reflect upon. Do you have any <laughs> closing thoughts that you'd want to share? Somebody's a new manager just coming in it's kind of overwhelming sometimes. Sure. It's one thing to consider. Well, remember, it, it's all people, right? Even if you're managing tasks, treat people fairly. Understand real life happens um, most of the time. Uh, whether you like it or not, a job is temporary for most people. Um, and so understanding that from the beginning, setting your people up, uh, to grow while they are there. Yes, that should benefit you some while they are working on your team, but also understand and accept that um, and even encourage that they do things that continue to benefit them long after their direct association with you um, has finished. I think that's huge. And then just being understanding uh, of people, situations come up, things happen. Um, don't be so overly strict and reg regimented that you don't allow people to have a bad day um, type of thing. Now, if every day is a bad day and it's month in and month out, well, then maybe that's a bad culture fit at that point. <laughs> maybe those values are not the same. 
happens kind of when when the same person has um, whatever happened to them that's never their fault, but it happens all the time. You know, you tend to notice those patterns, but in general, just be forgiving. Um, people have a bad day. People have a bad week. People have a bad month. Just allow that to happen. Be understanding um, as a uh, both a manager and a leader uh, when you run into that. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. So why don't you tell people how they can get hold of you if they need any uh, website sure. or online marketing needs? How yes, I would be happy to. Yep. Um, so fortunately, my name is pretty unique. So you can definitely search for my uh, my name, Tim Preby. It's P-R-I-E-B as in boy E. Uh, but T-A-N-D-S-G-O.com, T-A-N-D-S-G-O.com is our website address. Um, if you'd like to poke around there, let me know if you have any questions at all. We're not a good fit for everyone, uh, but we like people that share the same values as us. And even again, <laughs> if they don't perfectly align, that's okay. Uh, but definitely people that are serious about work, but like to have fun also um, and believe in providing quality work for their customers, uh, their clients. We would love to love to talk to you and see if we might be able to help. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate your time. And uh, for all our listeners, I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining today. Please hop on over to iTunes to leave us a review and share our channel with your friends and family. Head over to TakagiConsulting.com slash gift for a great free gift. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and TakagiConsulting.com. We would love to hear from you. And may your days be filled with more success than you ever dreamed possible. Mm -hmm.